Support for the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Gentlemen, shaving your downstairs area can be difficult, but those troubles are a thing of the past with Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0. Featuring skin-safe technology, it glides nice and smooth, so you're not in any danger of nicks and cuts to your delicate downstairs area. It also has a convenient LED light, so you can see where you're trimming, plus it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. I've been using mine for a few weeks now, and it's awesome. It works great, and it will totally change your grooming game. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes included in the Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Crop Reviver and Crop Preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Get all these great products, as well as a super comfortable anti-chafing boxers, plus a great travel bag to carry it all in. The Perfect Package is valued at over $150, but right now you can get it all for just $89.99. With the holidays coming up, Manscaped features some of the perfect gifts to give to the men in your life. Gift your friends, your family, and yourself the gift of Manscaped. Right now, when you go to manscaped.com, you can use the code BABBLE and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's BABBLE, B-A-B-B-L-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. All he's done in a Yankee uniform is hit. 3-2 pitch. Fly ball into right. Back at the wall. This ball is gone for a home run. And this game is tied. Lum Mayhew at ninth inning, game six hero for the year. live for the 74th episode of the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast. I'm your host, Matt Loves Luigi, and tonight I'm with Andrew and I'm with Alex. And, you know, usually I ask how we're doing tonight, but I don't really need to ask because we're all doing great. I mean, DJ LeMahieu re-signs with the Yankees, six years, 90 million, 15 million a year, next six years, no options, no nothing. It's just straight up six years, 90 million, got DJ back. We got our best player over the last two years back in pinstripes. And, oh, yeah, we signed Corey Kluber to a one-year deal, too. That just got announced a couple hours ago. So after a long, boring offseason where absolutely nothing happened, all in within 24, within 12 hours, we get 8 a.m., I believe it dropped, Joel Sherman, DJ LeMahieu, close to a deal with the Yankees. We're all excited. And then I think around 8 o'clock at night, Corey Kluber, one-year, $11 million deal going to the Yankees. So obviously way more excited about DJ coming back, but I mean, just a great day. Great day. I mean, guys, how, how are we feeling guys? How are we, we still buzzing? I, I I could talk for like 50, 60 straight minutes. If you let me. So someone say, take, are, someone are, take it away. Are, are we allowed to talk now? <laughs> no, Actually, you know what? That's, that's a good point. No, you're not allowed to talk. Okay. Just... Well, no, okay. Well, how, how are we feeling guys? Uh, it's more like I'm excited right now, but it's more just relief because the whole idea of DJ signing somewhere else was, was one that like, I don't think we really thought there was any possibility of in like November ish and December, it kind of got up there. But now like the last week or so, there's been so many reports of like DJ was not happy with the Yankees and the Yankees were like just being difficult. And it started seeming like, okay, there's a chance he doesn't return. So I'm just relieved, if anything. For sure. I think we, we all had that, that sinking 
creeping, creeping feeling over the last week or so that's, you know what? This is going the wrong direction. We're in trouble. Uh, and let's just hope it's not a division rival, right? But uh, waking up to, to that headline first thing in the morning, uh, that was that was just incredible. And, and I, I agree with Alex in that it's more relief than you know, straight excitement. Kind of like last year when we when we got Garrett Cole, you know, that was our big fish. We went out, we got him. It was the best day ever, right? Yeah. Waking up this morning and seeing that the LeMay who signed in was was in the works. It was going to be finalized in the next hour or so. It was just one of those. All right, <laughs> we can finally move on with the off season, and it's not <laughs> going to be a disaster anymore. So. I thought I would feel like that, like a sense of relief when we signed DJ, but I really did find myself very excited because I, it, like you guys said, I think I convinced myself that it just, it might not happen like every yeah. day that went by. And especially when you're like, Oh, these sides are, you know, kind of mad at each other. And you hear the blue Jays and Mets are interested. It really had me worrying and just hearing the news that, all right, we locked him up. We got him back. It, it felt damn good, man. And look, I, I was get because we were all guessing what the contract was going to be because obviously it didn't come out right away. It took an hour or so to come out, and I was guessing like, eh, you know, five years, hundred fifteen million, maybe four ninety five. I mean, six like fifteen million a year, six years of DJ. I mean, that is a steal, man. I mean, that is an absolute bargain. I get you know because when it came out, people were saying, oh, that's that's a terrible deal for DJ. He should fire his agent. How does he do that? But at the end of the day, I I don't think anyone was offering him over ninety million total, is what it sounds like to me, right? Like the I think it came out that the Blue Jays offered him four years, seventy eight. So obviously that's basically just under twenty million AAV, but it's obviously not as much money. So the six years, especially for a guy to get a six year contract when you're in your thirties, is just ideal, even if it is a little bit less per year. So. It's a really it's a good deal for DJ and it's a really good deal for the Yankees because as we saw later that night, what do they do? They go out and get Corey Kluber for 11 million next year, which could blow up in our faces, could end up being a bargain. Who knows? But we needed another starter, right? At least a couple of pitchers we need, and hey, we we got that done, right? So it, it was just great. I, I someone take it away. I, I'm about to cry on Mike. <laughs> for DJ, Please, it was it, it was very clear that. The only thing that mattered to him was, you know, career stability. It sounds like this yep. he wanted this to be his his last contract of his career, and it'll take him through his age thirty eight and thirty nine season, uh, right? He, yep. he he turns thirty nine in the middle of that last year. Thirty eight year old, give me a thirty eight year old making fifteen million, right? Even right, right. Which is which is a great spot to be, right. and and clearly, like like you mentioned, since Toronto have you know uh, offered more per year. Being in New York was important to him, and he took less. And I, granted, it was more guaranteed money total, but I personally am always uh, under the suspicion that someone of that ilk, that kind of player, would be able to recoup the, the difference in the money on the back end, but maybe not as a 37-year-old free agent. Maybe that would kind of be it, and he wouldn't get an offer. Uh, we talked about the, the Cano deal uh, from, from seven years ago. And that the Yankees offered a little more. I think it was $1 million more per year AAV. But the Mariners gave him 10 years committed, right? And I was thinking, well, you know, you take seven for 175. You're still going to be 
what, 36, 37, but you're a contact hitter. You're going to be able to pick up another two, three year deal on the back end and make what the Mariners gave him. I don't know if that is as applicable to, to DJ. I think he really just said, I want to get, you know, he had this magic number and it was either, you know, somewhere in the 90 to hundred million dollars. He took 90 flat. I want this exact amount guaranteed. I want to sign one final contract and spend the rest of my career in a place that I've absolutely loved and where I want to be able to compete for a championship every year until I retire. Anyone else get like major A-Rod vibes from listening to Andrew yeah. talk just now? The players? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> oh, please. No. We're, well, if we're talking about the players and some players, they're, they're the sliders. Sliders. <laughs> sliders. Uh, I saw a few people talking about this on Twitter today. And it really kind of just, obviously, it's still a long way to go. But, like, this con- DJ signing this contract, it almost puts him in that, like, Paul O'Neill. Like, not I'm not going to say, like, Derek Jeter. But it, he has the chance now where this guy's most likely going to be a Yankee for the ne- next six years, right? Eight years as a Yankee. Like, this guy could really just, I mean, I, I don't want to say DJ could end up at Monument Park, but. Shit, man. If he, <laughs> he, has continues... a, if he has another couple seasons like 2019. If he's a part of a championship, gotta... yeah. 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 Like, it's... Look, if Reggie Jackson is I know in that's jumping Park, the... yeah. I and he was know. only Yankee for four years, right? And I, I, I get Mr. Oxford. We know he had three home runs in the World yeah, we Series. Know. But he was on the team for four years. Hey, what, what, did yeah. he, what did he do in the World Series? Yeah, I don't Nothing. know. I just, okay. Someone told me that. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like wow, that's cool. Uh, yes, but I like you, you don't want to jump the gun and jump to conclusions. But really, a six-year deal. Like that, even though Cano is don't want to jump the gun, but DJ might end up in Monument Park. (laughs) It's just, I saw people talking about it today because everyone was using the example of how Cano was right on the cusp. If he signed that deal, he would have been in Monument Park, right? Mm -hmm. If he would, I mean, obviously, you know, with what happened with the steroids, but more than likely, he would be an all-time Yankee, even yeah. with, with all this steroid shit. Oh, yeah. He would have been top. He would have been up there in best Yankees. Yeah. Because obviously, unlike DJ, he came up with the Yankees and was with the yeah. Yankees a lot longer. But, yeah, man, it, it's just great to have DJ. It, it There's a side of me that's saying, well, you shouldn't be happy about this, really, because they should have done this from the beginning. Like, locking up your best hitter over the last two seasons was an obvious move. But... It's impossible for me. Like, nah, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy this. I'm going to be happy about mm. this. We got DJ for yeah. 15 million a year over the next six years. Like, and I'm going to be happy about this. Like, I'm not going si- to let my sigh of relief. Back. He's back. Exactly. exactly. It also, I think we also need to bring up the fact that last night, literally, all four of all four of us just were sitting in our uh, Slack, just basically crying about how miserable we were that the Yankees weren't doing anything. Oh yeah, I was real low last night. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, yeah, guys, I, I, I'm like, let's just wait a day or two till something happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to do another pod where we're just saying like, oh, the Mets got Lindor and this happened here, and the Yankees are just kind of sitting the on the Yankees their resigned Nestor Cortez. Yeah, like doing nothing. But yeah, hey. you were in a dark place, man. And, yeah, and I'm is. glad we didn't do the podcast last night because it would just been only <laughs> doomed. We, we would have been nothing to talk about, and here we are tonight. I was about to say we would have had to do another one. It like well nothing happened and then everything so we, happened we, so. we cried like babies last night and here we are to take it all back yeah um like i said we hit like i said uh before this we really just hit rock bottom last night and then just immediately shot straight back to sanity today you know what's crazy about the, this whole dj deal um you know luigi you had mentioned 
you were expecting it to be 110, 115 uh, total contract value, right? Those were the reports, right? I mean, remember we talked about how the Yankees were at, what, four for 78 or whatever the hell the number was, uh, four for 84 maybe, and that the Blue Jays were willing to go something like five for 110. Like the, the offers weren't anywhere close to that, right? So it, it really makes you wonder what kind of information is being put out in the market. I mean, who's the source? Is it agent leaks? Is it is it just misinformation and people just you know misinterpreted reports? Like how how could all the reports the past few weeks been so far off that they thought TJ was going to get 20, 21, 22 million average annual value and ended up getting 19 and a half was the top offer from from Toronto. And it was only Andrew, for four years. Andrew, have you ever been a part of an MLB offseason before? There's so many reports and none of them are ever correct. Right, but I don't I can't remember something being so wildly off as it as it was with uh, remember the whole Machado to the Yankees rumors? No, I <laughs> was there was what what one guy? He was so sure. I know, that, I'm ju- that, I know. I'm just saying. It's just you're acting like this is a huge deal, and like because it was every happened. beat writer, everyone had the same number, and we, we were just consuming it over and over and over every day. Same stuff. The Yankees aren't willing to go 23 million, and that's why they're going to miss out on him. So they have to go five years, um, and it turns out that they gave him six years at basically nothing compared to that. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. It's just, it was funny to listen to because you're like, yeah, I, this is just, I, I can't remember any other time this has happened. <laughs> right. It's like, like when has the, the MLB off? Are yeah. not fun. This is what they are every single yeah. year. Well, to be fair, it was a pretty good week this week. We'll get into other yeah. stuff around the MLB later on the show, but, but guys, DJ resigning this kind of, at least for the next few years, almost solidifies Glaber at short. Yeah. Right? For because sure. if let's say DJ Wall, let's say DJ signs with the Blue Jays, right? He takes the four seventy eight. It's probably like, all right, well, we're bringing in a middle infielder and who knows, maybe they bring in a second bit or like maybe they bring in a shortstop and it's just Glaber to second. All right. He's even though he's technically better at short, he it's he's back at second where it's not as vital as a position to shortstop. And it's not maybe, maybe it's a cliche, but uh, Michael K on his radio show today seemed to think that um, had DJ gone elsewhere, you know, LA or Toronto, that DD coming back to play shortstop for two years was in the works. Maybe. I, I don't know if he was just speculating or he had some inside. See, I, information I, honest, I honestly think that like if DD, if DJ had signed somewhere else, the Yankees probably would have pivoted to DD because he, if you think about it, he probably was one of the next best options for them to go. If you're looking at thinking Glaber can go either second or short, so you're looking some a either a shortstop or a second baseman assigned to put in DJ's spot, Didi probably was one of the best options out there not on the trade market because he's just money. And did you see that cryptic post he put yesterday? Was, yeah, I did see there's that. There's a picture of him in, in Yankees warm-up gear with the, yeah. the, the NY cropped out. And it's like, mm. what, what's going on? Do you know I something that we didn't I did see that, and I was like, interesting. That, that's how low we were, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, that like that Twitter page, uh, down dudes who were down bad. Like, that was us. We that was us. Yes. They were just down bad. Like, oh, what does this mean, guys? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I had anything else to say about DJ. Obviously, we're, we'll talk about Kluber next, but man, it's See, just... I feel like we've done so much talking about DJ on this pod that there's not 
there's not a lot the t- to say about we're retiring fact, talking just, about dj for the rest of the offseason please <laughs> no more dj like, right, he's on the team we're, we're good no more good we don't I, have to I, complain about it no, I, no I don't have to end the show with re-sign dj for like i, would, I think it would have been the fifth straight episode if i'm so not I mistaken feel like every single episode we've done this offseason has just either, like the name of it has just revolved around dj somehow luigi's <laughs> ended i think three of our last five podcasts yeah. with I think, DJ. <laughs> I think it would have been the fifth tonight if we just hadn't really? done anything, but that's not going to be the case. Now I'm going to be like, uh, sign, uh, sign Bauer. No, isn't that, f- I saw so many fans saying that they like, Oh, like our, now we get Bauer. And I'm like, you, come on guys. You guys are At just not in reality. Kind of a pipe dream. Yeah. Like, it, it, but if you ever thought Bauer was happening, like, I'm sorry, it just wasn't. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even want Bauer to happen. Like we already spent a lot of money on a starting pitcher last year. We don't need to spend, that much money on another starting pitcher this year. And there's no uh, chance he takes taxes. one year, right? No. I, probably not. I mean, he's probably going to have to get hit in the... Plus, or, we also what, have to... What was the bet he made with to... his friend? That, like, he'd let somebody, like, shoot him in, in, like, the, you know what, with, like, a BB gun or something? If, like, he signed, like, a multi-year contract? I forget what the exact terms of that bet were. I don't were. know. I, don't know. I, I get with that... his friend. I'm, I'm going to look this up. Coming off a Cy Young award, this is his time to cash in and make as much money as possible. But I also think that he's got uh, that that ego in him, especially because he was college teammates with Garrett Cole. I think he wants yeah. to be the guy that has the highest paid average he annual value want, in he, baseball. He's he has his, he has a big enough ego that I don't think he wants to be on the team where he's the number two to a guy he went to college with. That's also you know? true. It's a good point. Yeah. So if this article, well, I was back, never really considering him coming to the Yankees anyway. But I'm just no, saying, I no. think and he would thing, take one year, thirty-eight million. Bauer, I think, would have been a good addition to the Yankees if he was cheaper. But I don't trust Bauer at all because he's only had one good year. Like yeah, he's he, been a solid. He's been a like glor. He's been a better Michael Pineda the rest of his year career. Well, look, look at like, twenty. What the twenty nineteen when he got traded? Yeah. Wasn't he really good with Cleveland, and then he just bottomed out awful with the second him. half of the year with Cincinnati? And obviously yeah. he turned it around last year. But. He has unbelievable stuff, but he just has had like mid four ERA is a lot of the years of his career. Yeah. I don't have his uh, page pulled up right now, but I just know he has not had that good yeah. of a career. But 2020, he was just unbelievable. Yeah, and, and tw- in 2018, he had a 2.21 ERA, and he was an All Star, and obviously. This past year, he, you know, he was won the Cy Young, even though it was a short yeah. year. But yeah, every other year, it's, you know, high ERAs, just very at 3.9 career ERA, just yeah, yeah. not exactly great. Um, and, yeah, I found and, I found the article. Trevor Bauer bet his fr- best friend he would never sign a multi-year contract. Otherwise, he has to get shot in the nuts. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's healthy that behavior. Is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old drone boy. It's funny how we misremember um, things, right? I mean, the, the, the perspective is that, you know, that Bauer is this, this elite pitcher, but right, like you said, you go back and you look and yeah, he had an unreal year. year. Yeah. Right. But, but I was actually talking to someone pivoting away from Bauer. Um, I feel like we, we, we do that a lot, right? Someone was talking about before we signed Kluber, why don't the Yankees just go back and re-sign Tanaka because he's guaranteed innings. He's, you know, he's a veteran, he's crafty, he'll go deep in the game. Go back and look at his numbers. He had more than half his starts last year of four innings or less. 
Like, yeah. The, it, a lot of times we we confound what we we think we remember with actual, you know, with, with reality. Um, well, it, and I it, think the, the it, thing is also is like all of us like Tanaka, you know, and mm-hmm. Louis, Luigi's been one. He's always said that whenever Tanaka's on, he loves watching him. And I think everyone else can yeah. agree with that. Yeah, like, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. And you, but if you, you're right, you do look at Tanaka the last couple of years. So there's been, especially, you know, last two years, he's had a lot of starts where he'll go five innings or less and throw a ton of pitches and just kind of not look right. And he'll have the occasional, you know, seven inning, 10 plus strikeouts, no runs game. I think he did that once in 2020. Yeah. He had one start. Everything is working and he's just unhittable. But if he's not, if all of his pitches aren't working, he really does not do well. And because of that, it's, I don't know, bringing him back. I would love to have him back. Just the idea of having him back, but it's just, but I when think, he actually takes the mound in a playoff game, are, are you going to be fully locked in? Like, we're going to get six innings from him? Exactly. I don't know. If Those you look at his last three playoff starts have not been good. Um, been obviously, 2020, he gave up, what, 11 runs in, in eight innings? See, I'm willing That's to give him the bad. bad. The really bad. The start in Cleveland just because. Because of, because of the rain? Exactly. But, sure, but then he got blasted by Tampa, team. too. Yeah, exactly. And that's the big one for me. Because yeah, and the then you go back to. not a. Oh, the Rays in 2020, they were not a, you know, star-studded offensive team. Their mm-hmm. entire team was based off of their pitching. And their offense was good enough to basically get them by. And that's what it did. And the fact that Tanaka got blasted by them shows that he really, in the playoffs, like early on in his career, when he in uh, 2017, when he was unbelievable, and 2018, he was good. 2019, he had he was good for the majority of it. He really just kind of bombed this year. And now because of that, I don't trust him as much. And, I mean, I get the whole uh, misremembering things kind of, I guess, would fit into that too, like you said, Andrew. But I don't know. I love Tanaka. He was so fun to watch at times during his time with the Yankees, but I think it probably would be better if the Yankees just not to re-sign him. But look, this this is what you have to do, right? I mean, the Yankees are a championship caliber win now team and and you can't get caught up in nostalgia. You can't get caught up in, I love this guy. I mean, good teams know when it's time to move on from veterans, Mm. right? If you constantly get caught up in, this is what the guy's done for us over his career and you reward them with money and it hurts you in the future. Like you're, you're that's, that's malpractice. You can't find yourself in that situation. Alex is going to yell at me, but I'm about to make another one of my famous cross-sport analogies. Seriously, look what the Raptors did with the Spurs. They traded away DeMar DeRozan, who was beloved, who was just, you know, everyone loved DeMar DeRozan, and they traded him for Kawhi, and they got a championship, right? Like, sometimes you have to do things that give up guys who maybe, you know, with the team seven, eight years, but hey, they just, they don't fit the plan, and I don't even look. I don't even think it's an option at this point to get back to Naka. I mean, his mark. There's people are saying he's going to get like 15 million a year, or yeah, like 12 that, million a year. Yes. Like we're we're like I, I'm pretty sure we were talking about it before the show. I'm pretty sure we're either just at or just over the luxury tax at this point. So 
you know, Tanaka is valued at 15 mil. Paxton's valued at 12 mil. Like, I don't think we're getting either of those guys back. Like, I don't think we could afford either of those guys at this point. Unless the Yankees just decide, all right, you know what? We're already over the luxury tax. Let's just spend. Which, judging on the way they've operated the last few years, they are not going to do. Right. Okay, let's, real quick, before we're going to talk about uh, Kluber, but uh, shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. Um, Just used my Manscaped lawnmower last night, and guys, gets better every time I use it. It It really really does. There's really never a bad experience. Nope. Nope, Nope. it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, remember, use code Babel, get 20% off, free shipping at checkout, Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Guys, Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber. One year, $11 million. Um, the Klubot. Apparently, I just want to say that I predicted Kluber signing a one-year deal for about that much, but I didn't predict him signing with the Yankees because I tweeted – I want to say it was yesterday um, that I was waiting for Kluber to sign somewhere for about that much, and then the Yankees would say it couldn't fit into their budget. And lo and behold, a day later, that exact thing happens, except he signs with the Yankees. And I Yo, the Mets fans were so sure they were getting him. <laughs> yeah, just be- because of the fact that he wanted to play like up in the uh, Northeast because he lives in Massachusetts. So I think well, the Mets, Mets fans think that, that they're getting everyone because of, of Steve Cohen. Meanwhile, exactly. they still haven't done anything with George Springer. They they didn't touch uh, JT Romuto. So Phillies made an offer for Romuto. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Five years, just over a hundred mil. But yeah. yeah, guys, how are we feeling about Corey Kluber? One year, 11 million. I love it. I love it. I, yeah, I think it's the perfect deal for both sides because Kluber in 2019, he was terrible. He fractured his arm, and then he got traded to the Rangers, and the Rangers got exactly one inning out of him in 2020, and then he's pretty much just been rehabbing. So I think this year is kind of his make-or-break year, and it's a low-risk deal for the Yankees because it's, I mean, $11 million's not nothing, but it's not enough money that if they if he just is a complete shell of himself this year and they have no other choice, they can just eat the money. Um, but Kluber the risk also, of the Yankees isn't in how much money they committed to him. It's the fact that they chose to sign him and not potentially someone else. And if exactly. he falls apart, now they're left with a gaping hole in the rotation exactly. because they, they the, put all their eggs the in Kluber's the thing, the thing with the Yankees is that they cannot – Right now, they cannot exactly count on Kluber to be their number two starter going into the season. Yeah, but nor, uh, nor should they. I don't think exactly. they need to. And, and I know there's this stigma, and we've talked about it. I know I feel differently than you guys do, but I'm not sold on this. The Yankees absolutely need a bona fide number two, at least not the beginning of the season, right? I mean, let's see what happens with Davey Garcia yeah. and how he how he progresses this year. Let's see what happens with Luis Severino when he comes back from Tommy John later this year. I know your first year back, you're not great, but I mean, Yankees Twitter every year has a meltdown. We don't have two aces at the front of our rotation on opening day. Like ultimately if you have guys who can give you quality outings in October, that's all that matters. Right. I mean, we're not at risk of not making the playoffs because we don't have six aces in our staff, right. (laughs) On opening day, we're going to get there. The offense will carry us. We have enough pitching. As long as you figure it out by October, that's all that matters. See the problem, the problem, 
and I get where you're coming from. The problem with the pitching, though, is that they have Cole, they have Kluber now, and then the next starter behind that is a 22-year-old who's made like 10 starts in his career. I would say and then you, Montgomery's and then higher up yeah. on the I was I would have said Montgomery Davey. fourth just because Montgomery I don't know how much like he's another one you have no idea what you're going to get from Montgomery next year. No, you don't. Oh, I I mean I do. A 4.1 ERA, uh 1.3 whip, you know, just very very average, very mediocre. <laughs> but you don't he took care of business yeah. in in October yeah. last year, right? So yeah, I know he can elevate his game. Honestly, if you told me Gumby's the number five all year, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Because, right, okay, so right no, now. I have no problem with Montgomery being in the rotation. I just don't. He's another guy. I don't want the Yankees to rely on him the entire year as, like, one of their big-time starters. No, I just think there's this I mean? stigma that, that Yankees Twitter seems to think that if we don't have a rotation, you know, fully polished, ready to go on opening day, that they're going to lose 20 of their first 30 games out the gate. And that's not, I mean, yeah, that can always happen, right? I mean, we, we saw when they had the entire team on IR after three weeks, two years ago, right? I, I mean, things Andrew, happen. This is not the right? NFL. Not putting IR, that out. Casual. Did I say you IR? You said yeah. IR. Oh, God. <laughs> I, for a second, for for a second I thought you said ER. I was like, oh, man. I should have said the ER. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like we, we, no, we I saw get, I, get, I get what you're saying. Had every my... single guy go to the injured list early in the year. No, I but... get what you're saying. My concern is more just me trying to be sane and not paranoid that they're just going to not have any pitching the entire year. Okay. Because the I get what you're saying. They, they don't need to have five Garrett Coles in their rotation, but they can't just bring up – they can't rely on a bunch of guys you don't know – what they're gonna do at first? Maybe but the guys at a certain point you have to just take the leap, right? No, and I, we and I know that. we got saying, from Davey last year. I'm saying, but you don't want to go into the season with King and Schmidt as your four and five starters. Well, they're just, that's already off the table. Right, well, yeah. What, what's what's the uh, let's see what's the rotation right now? Obviously Cole. Let's just say for sake of argument, Kluber right as of now opening day is number two. Gumby number three. Devi four. Herman, and then one of Herman, King, or Schmidt, maybe. But I so mean, like, there's still a month left before spring training. Right, right. But like, as of let's just say, for sake of argument, that's the rotation on opening day. That's not a good rotation. It's you not know, like that. Like I saw, I forget. It's I not was, bad. I forget whether it was a. I forget whether it was an Instagram page or like MLB Network or something. But you know, they have all their rankings, and they had like the Yankees rotation eighth. It was nine. It was ninth. It was yeah. Nine. And I'm just like, well, Garrett Cole and friends is the ninth best rotation <laughs> in baseball right now. Like what the, hell? like, and this is before we got Kluber. Keep in mind. Yeah. No, even with Kluber, like weeks ago, I would, happened. I mean, obviously there's a lot of teams that still need to fill out their rotations, but as of right now, if like you asked me to rank the Yankee rotation, I, I don't think we're top 10, even no. with Cole, even with how great Cole is. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think they need to be though. I think, the offense can not not opening can, day. We don't need to be, but no. I don't know. I just don't June, think you go July, August. Then that's when it starts. I'm yeah, not but sure I mean, you if, could if go they're, if they're lacking, look, if they're lacking in the rotation at that point, you know, we'll be getting Severino back. That'll be a nice shot in the arm. Yeah. If we absolutely need a starter, they'll go out and they'll make a trade. I know Cashman has shied away from making trades the past two years, but it's because you know, a that whole Yankees tax thing where you know, let's say Minnesota or 
Seattle, whoever will will say, "Hey, we want. Oh, you want you want this guy? Well, give us Glaber." And they'll turn around to a team like Houston or Boston or whoever, and they'll be like, yeah. "Oh, well, give us like your ninth best prospects." Like, well, that's yeah. not those aren't remotely the same things. So that's definitely one part of it. And then also the value doesn't you know the ends don't justify the means. Look at the players that the Yankees didn't go out and trade for this past year that our our fan base had a meltdown over like Taiwan Walker and Robbie Ray like those guys suck and I'm glad we didn't get them right like you're not going to go out and give up prospect capital just to make a trade for guys who aren't going to make an impact but like this year if we absolutely need a starter no doubt in my mind Cashman will address that need I just want to say that I feel like a lot of my opinions are just scarred from 2019, the summer of 2019, when there was that stretch where every single starter just gave up like seven runs and in four innings. Yep, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, let's talk about how. So right now the Yankees are at like there's, uh, the raw the 40 man roster is full. So yeah, they the two spots need to be cleared up, but. You know, there's obviously like some obvious names you could go to, but the real question is, are we getting a trade? Because we're right at the luxury tax, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we're probably not going to sign anyone outright, but are we getting a trade? And I think the main, like, I think we could see a guy like Talkman move and Duhar yeah. possibly, but I, I, I think they're going to try to move Ada. Like, it's I was just, just going to say just the, the gut guy feeling to move would be Adavino. See, I, I, I think they're more likely to trade people like Schmidt and King. You know, we're talking about we don't want those guys so. yeah. as the number five. They're going to make them the centerpiece of a trade for a starter who you will feel more comfortable with. Yeah. And then but who maybe, knows? maybe they just lump one of those guys. I was with just going to say, you know? maybe they'll try and throw Adovino in there. That would be a great salary dump, right? For, so what are you yeah, saying? Like salary. like Andujar, Adovino, and Mike King for – it's probably not enough to get a guy like Luis Castillo, but maybe the uh, tier below that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, like James John Dyer. Gray maybe. I don't know. Someone who's who's decent. I mean, we're not going to get a number two without giving up everything, right? No. right. And teams are going to ask for, for, for Jason Dominguez, and that's not going to happen. That's but. not happening, no. <laughs> no, but I think if they can manage uh, – the guy to trade right now, if they wanted to save – uh, salary would be out of, you know, because he's coming off of a not great year where nobody knows what you're getting from him in 2021. And he's making 9 million a year, which is a lot for a reliever who's in his, you know, mid thirties and is not really his best that. years are behind him. Yeah. Exactly. His best, his, if he could, you know, have, Anything close to, like, the last half of 2019, this coming year, where he was, like, shaky, but at the same time he was somewhat okay, I'd be perfectly fine. But at the same time, if you wanted to try and save money, getting his salary off the books would be a good way of doing that. And I think think packaging Andujar... In with him is yeah. enough to potentially get a team to eat his money yeah. uh, and buy low on him. Mm-hmm. And then also you you're going to multiple I spots. mean, you need to throw in something else there because Anduar and Ottavino together is the ultimate uh, low-risk low risk <laughs> reward. Yeah. reward type of thing. Because yeah. Anduar, he had that stretch in 2020 where it looked like he finally was remembering how to hit. Mm-hmm. And then the Yankees just decided that they didn't need offense in the, on their playoff rosters. 
Well, um, they, they sent him down because Stanton came off the IL. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just being bitter. <laughs> um, and then Otto was Otto in 2021. So I think the Yankees definitely would need to throw in someone like Mike King or Schmidt <laughs> to even remotely. Or even score. someone like Luis Medina, right? Yeah, maybe one of their lower, not lower prospects, but younger, like less proven prospects. Yeah, I mean, right now we have guys like Nick Nelson and Brooks Kriske in our bullpen who may need to eat some significant innings. Exactly. Uh, I, don't, I don't love that, but do you think no. maybe they could help bolster a trade? Do you think they have enough value or probably not? Uh, Nelson, maybe. Kriske, no. Yeah, that's uh Krisky has like four innings of major league experience or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine any team's going to look at that and go, yep, he's the guy we want. I could see but, uh, Alexander Vizcaino being a part of a trade package because he's still young. He's, what, 22, 23? He's got a lot in that arm. Um, yeah. No, I can, no, to... I can definitely see them trading some of their uh, pitching prospects. But I can't see them getting rid of guys like Nelson or Kriske just because those are like their prospects who, you know, were brought into this. It's like a uh, – trying to think of random guys they brought up over the years that are just – Jonathan different. Holder, Ben Heller. Jonathan Holder. But yeah, those type of guys. Thank you for having a brain, Andrew. Guys who are just there. And <laughs> They're just we, there you know. to occupy like, spots. Hey. Yeah. So uh, I don't think, you know, teams aren't going to look at them and go like, okay, yeah, we'll give you someone way better than this just because we want that bullpen arm right there. Like, bullpen guys are not valued as much as other players are. Right. So, yeah, I can't imagine the Yankees will be able to trade. I don't know. Maybe this is just the the optimist in me, which, by the way, I'm not an optimist. But this is my optimistic wait, thing really? today. Today, wait, 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 wait a second. I testified and said I'm not. Let me finish. Let me. <laughs> I today's been a really good day, and it's got me thinking optimistically. I am generally a very pessimistic person, but right now I'm trying to see the good in things. You go back to what was it, 2011, when the Yankees went out and got was it Bartolo Colon and Freddie Garcia, and they were yeah. both you know, important parts of our rotation. Um, Garcia actually was pretty decent that year. It was terrible the year after that. But um, I, do, do we think Kluber could maybe do something like that? And then if you're going to look at you know veterans right. who you can get for, for next to nothing, um, what do we feel about guys like – Honestly, Felix Hernandez or Jose Quintana or John Lester. Like, no, I, I want know. nothing to do with Felix Hernandez. The moment you said I lost you after you said the H in Hernandez. Yes. <laughs> John Lester, I'd be perfectly fine with because I was all on board Yankee signing him when he was a free agent before he signed with the Cubs. Because I think he's the perfect type of lefty that could do well in Yankee Stadium. Um, Quintana, I don't. Mm, eh. Eh. I'm trying to think who else is available. Who's I gonna... wouldn't be mad, but I would just I also wouldn't be, wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be jumping for joy like I was about Kluber and DJ. I just feel like the Yankees are more they they've gotten burned, especially when they were on the cusp of you know competing for for titles. So I'm going back what 2007, 2008. They weren't quite where this squad is. But, you know when they turn to guys like 
job by Ian Kennedy and young Phil Hughes before he converted to yeah. the bullpen and then went back to the rotation. I don't think the Yankees are, are willing to just sink or swim on a bunch of young kids this no, year. So I, I don't they, think I don't the think whole King be Schmidt. If they want to make, make the World Series. Right. So I'm, I'm not as worried about King and Schmidt being asked to play important roles in the rotation. I know COVID, the fact they lost so much money last year, they may be back, you know, boxed into it this year. Um, but I mean, I think they're more likely to go out and buy low, you know, low risk, high reward, high upside yeah. type veteran well, that's exactly guy. What they're doing with Kluber. Right. But they gave Kluber $11 million. Like, is there anyone else who they can get for maybe two or 3 million? Oh man. Yeah. Honestly, someone like Quintana, I can't imagine is going to get that high of a AAV, but I can't imagine it'll be as low as like two to 3 million. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Hang on, let me see. I'm going to go. I, I, be, on. I, I believe he was valued at like $5 million they had him at. His market value. I'm not sure about that, though. He'd have to check. Yeah. Um, Who are the Yankees getting for the bullpen? Because I think, I think they're going to get another bullpen arm. Um, like Andrew, um, I'm looking at a MLB trade rumors like free agent tracker. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a few guys on here who could like be very Jake Arrieta maybe Jake Arrieta Tyler Chatwood Trevor Cahill Odorizzi will probably cost too much yeah. Cole Hauser maybe Mike Mike Leak might be a decent like, I don't love Leak for... eh. uh, okay he, hang on hang on guys I've solved it I've solved the Yankees pitching I swear to God if you say Rick Porcello I will I will oh, cut no, you no, off no no an even better an even better option. Ivan Nova. Wow. <laughs> Blast from the past. I liked Nova when he was here, but right now? No. Um, um, I know the White, the White Sox non-tendered Carlos Rodon, and he's one that I would not hate if the Yankees picked him up. But he was so bad last year. He was so bad, but he's 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 still pretty young, I think. Yeah, he is. He's 28. Exactly. You know, so. you know, it's, in, you know it's incredible, guys. If you go on free agent relief pitchers right now. There's so many ex-Yankees. You have Ian Kennedy, David oh Robertson, God. Kirby Yates, Shane Green, Justin Wilson. <laughs> oh, my God. There's just well, so the many. Yankees, the Yankees cycle for so many different relievers. It's true. Yeah, Tyler Clippard's on there. They don't even have him as a market value. Did you say uh, Shane Green? <laughs> yeah, he said Shane Green. Honestly, Shane Green wouldn't completely he, he's valued at seven million man. Uh, he's he's out of our league <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't even hate bringing back like i don't know like i know d rob didn't pitch last year but like we need some sort of bolt like, you know i was just thinking about that like, even if it's like, would not be the worst we're gonna settle and bring back d rob and we're gonna try and catch lightning in the bottle with him, I, right? honestly even if we brought back we've not brought back but like melanson from atlanta i, I wouldn't mind that He's valued at five million. Pretty good last year. Yeah, like he's solid. Only valued at five million. He's thirty-six, but yeah. No, I wouldn't hate Melanson either. No, more likely we're gonna end up sending a guy like Ali Perez, and I'm gonna slip my wrist. (laughs) Oh my god, Sergio Romo. That's just because you're not used to guys being close to your age. (laughs) Cheap shot. (laughs) Oh man. No, there's Uh, a lot of bullpen arms out there that I really would just not hate if the Yankees signed, just because. They need. They just need more pitching. They need more yeah. stability. 
I, I, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, yeah, I think I'd rather any of these guys over uh, Nick Nelson or even Johnny Lasagna. Exactly. So, yeah. Poor Ken Giles. No, Lasagna has so much potential. He just has no idea how to throw anything. <laughs> um, yeah, the guy like Nick Lasagna. Nelson, I don't trust. Him. I don't know what the Yankees see in Nick Nelson. He's just a guy. Exactly. He's just there. Now here's a guy. He is a pitcher. Take it easy, Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, why don't we just hit up the Cubs and just ask for Kyle Hendricks nicely? You think they just give him to us nicely? I mean, the way they're going, yeah. They're yeah. trying to give away everyone. Well, are there any starting pitchers that could be converted to relievers that potentially would work? A lot of the older guys we talked about don't have the, the velocity to make Trevor Williams. Work, right? I I like Trevor Williams. He's got yeah. good stuff. I don't think I don't, he's I don't like made that. out to be a starter anymore, but I think he um, could be an interesting six, seven inning guy. Jordan Zimmerman. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Jeff Samarja. Are you just gonna sort by age on this? Like, right, we're we're done with this shit. Anibal Adam Sanchez. Wayne, Adam Wainwright, Dick Mountain. Oh, wait, oh, guys, guys, J Hap. Oh, that's a good idea. Ooh. I think you should look into that. Okay. I'm sure, I'm, oh, I'm sure oh, Jay Happ would love to be a full-time Okay, reliever. I actually have a decent idea for a guy they could convert into a reliever. Mike Fultonevich. Yeah, why not? There's there's enough decent relief pitchers on the market that just he might Yeah, well. I know, but he was so What happened bad. with Fulty that he like bottomed out in Atlanta last year? So they cut him, right? They middle cut of the year? Him, yeah. Like, what the hell him, happened? Him, yeah, that was crazy. And then they brought him back and then they cut him again. And wasn't he like one of their up. best pitchers in like 2018 or yes. something like that? St- he started the Braves meltdown game in game five of the uh, oh, 2018. Oh, was that it? Is that the yeah. beginning of the end for him? Yep. They're just like, we want to rid that memory, so we're getting mm-hmm. rid of you. Um, guys, like, I think he still throws hard. He So that's why I'm thinking. good stuff. Yeah. Because he's only 29. He Yeah. His problem was he just has no control. So I think... He's ultimate high risk, high reward if you put him in the bullpen. And I kind of think he he profiles that what what the Yankees might like in a reliever. I mean, he's he's huge. He's six four, right? I don't want to say that's huge. Yeah, the Yankees I mean, profiles for relievers are if they're tall and throw hard, they'll be good. Tall, right handed, hard throwers. It's like, well, I'm six six. I sit at ninety seven. All right. We're signed right here. You're all good. How do you think Montgomery's lasted as long as he has? Yeah, exactly. Montgomery doesn't throw 97. I know, but he's six <laughs> six. Yeah, that'll do it. I just, no, I'm just kidding. He's actually good. We, we if like we're going, him. if we're going off just <laughs> height on the Yankees, I would just love to just sit, like have one of those pictures of like everyone on the Yankees standing up next to each other, and then just have me standing like in between all of them because I'm five ten and. They're all just, you know, six feet plus, and I just look like a midget. <laughs> I just yeah, think that'd be hysterical looking. Um, guys, uh, we'll wrap up soon, but let's talk about, because this happened in this past week, Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the Mets, Indians' poverty franchise. We thought we were a poverty <laughs> franchise. It turns out the Indians are the poverty the franchise. The Indians are going to have a payroll of about 35 oh million. God. It's basically in line with the, the Rays right now, right? Yeah, Rays pretty much. bananas to say. And you don't think about that, but the Rays and the Indians are kind of very similar because they 
have tiny payrolls and are based themselves off of their pitching. Wait, are we going to get canceled for calling them the Indians still? Oh, yeah. I completely Uh-oh. forgot about that. The Cleveland Indians <laughs> we'll edit will this. soon we'll, become we'll, the Cleveland baseball team. We'll edit this out. We'll edit this out. We'll edit this <laughs> out. The name still lasts. Their this name season. still lasts. I think in the clear. Okay. The but I, no, but like, it's that's so funny because I completely forgot about that. Like That was a few weeks yeah. ago. That might have well been months ago. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, you know what, man? Like, good for the Mets getting Lindor and I'm just throwing yeah, honestly, the Carrasco in there. That's, that's a great get for them. It's a fantastic trade for the Mets, especially because they're looking to. Um, ex- I mean, obviously they haven't yet, but I think they would like to extend him because he's only on a, on a yeah. one-year deal, and they they just settled at like twenty-two million with him in arbitration. So he's going to get yeah, paid twenty-two point three. Yeah. No, and yeah. Lindor is always going to be the guy that you can build, or you can market your franchise around. And the Mets now have have a bunch of guys they can really market themselves towards, because you got guys like Lindor and Degrom and Alonso. So I think over that is a win win for the Mets, and they really did not give up that much in return. They gave Ahmed Rosario and a couple prospects, and I remember seeing a tweet saying. There was a couple uh, GMs who saw that trade and said that that was an all-time like fleecing the Mets did of the Indians. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think the Mets gave up one MLB player, did they? Like, yeah, I think it was just Andres Jimenez is actually. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. A, a really good player for them I'm last a, year, but it, that's pretty casual, telling that they gave up both him and Rosario. The Mets gave up the, the top two shortstops in their system. I mean, they're not prospects yeah. by any means, but they're the two, you know, major league caliber shortstops. Um, it's pretty telling that, that the Mets are, I mean, they haven't signed Lindor yet long-term, but they're committed to him that they've literally mortgaged away their, well, their, their president think, at shortstop to him. And I think that either way they, they're kind of banking on, even if they don't manage just sign Lindor, they can get someone next year because there's so many free agent shortstops after 2021. That's true. Yeah, they'll most likely sign Lindor to an extension in the coming months. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of talk you know, when they signed. Like, oh, go we, we still have the best shortstop in New York. And I'm like, nah, no, we don't. Like, come on, guys. Uh, like, I love Glaber, but he's not the best. Lindor is better than... Lindor is much better than Glaber. Yeah. I don't think it's close. Because the thing is... We're trying to get past the field ground ball stage. I was going to say, if you look at Glaber's offense numbers, if you look at his offense in 2019, he's better than uh, Lindor. But you compare the defense, it's night and day. Yeah. But the, the advantage is still Glaber because he's only 24. Yeah, he's got. He's got I mean, stuff. it's Lindor is not old by any means, but Glaber still has a chance to grow into a better player. Where Lindor is in the middle of his prime right now. But yeah, Mets. Yeah, good for them. They're, I mean, they're still. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with them and Springer because it seems like they've been in the you know they've been in the driver's seat for him, but still no deal. Um, be interesting to see what he gets. Mm-hmm. At what point are the the Blue Jays gonna actually get someone right? They're, they they yeah. played the always That's a bridesmaid, never a bride. Every single big it's name like, free agent, it's like the the Blue Jays are interested in this guy, but they haven't signed and they've signed Robbie Ray. 
it's like what they always say in every sport. There's no second place in free agency, right? Like you could be in second place for eight different guys in free agency, but if you don't fucking get any of them, it doesn't matter. There's exactly. no second place prize. You, just, you get a guy, Jays, you don't. And the problem with the Jays is they need pitching. They have their offense and their defense is going to be fine. Their defense is iffy, but like they have Ryu and Robbie Ray, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need someone like Bauer. <laughs> if well, they, well, they, have, they have Pearson, right? They do have Pearson, but he... He didn't get hurt, did he? I think he did. I think he did at the end of the year. Oh, but it's not long-term, right? Like, I'm no, 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 no. It's not like Tommy John. I'm not forgetting he didn't have like Tommy John or something, right? Okay. Yeah, no, but I... You know, I just think if they really want to compete against the Yankees um, and kind of the Rays next year, they really need to sign a bunch of uh, at least two or three solid pitchers. Because, like like you said, Andrew, it's not – the Yankees have the stigma of, like, they need to have a bunch of good starters. The Jays actually need good starters. Like, they, they, they can't survive without they, starters. They, they will – their rotation will make or break them this year. I mean, they're banking on, on innings from Tanner Roark still there? Is he no, still he under contract? there for one year. Okay. This has been Bronx Bomber Jays podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, that's right. I uh, almost forgot to mention this. The Yanks, they reached deals with all their players who were arbitration eligible. That is they almost the more. deals with every single player they have. Yeah, every single one. Every, every single one. <laughs> Those guys are Clint Frazier, Chad Green, Aaron Judge, Jordan Montgomery, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, Gio Urshela, and Luke Voigt. Um, Judge got, I believe, $10.5 million. Voigt got $4 million. I believe Glaber also got $4 million. So, yeah. Good day, right? Um, a lot of guys around the league didn't reach deals. I think, uh, what, Correa didn't. Uh, Dansby Swanson. Shohei Otani. Yeah, Otani, Ian Happ, Walker Bueller. Um, Yankees getting Walker Bueller, question mark. Jim and Troy didn't settle. Dodgers are selling. Dodgers poverty franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The defending champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, 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 they're poverty. They're poverty. Dodgers, sorry. The Dodgers. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, guys, anything else we want to talk about? (sighs) Let's talk about what's going on with the Mets and Brad Hand. Like, within minutes... Oh, yeah, that was weird. Oh, my God, yeah. We were getting uh, DJ LeMahieu, Ken Rosenthal dropped. Like, the Mets are signing Brad Hand, and then a couple minutes later, it was... It's believed to be a two-year pact, and then a couple minutes after that, it was... Wait, never mind. The the sides are talking, but there's nothing close right now. It's just like... (laughs) He had a rough day. I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. Because then he, Ken Rosenthal was pushing the, uh, driving the bus of the DJ deal being four or five years and it being six. Um, what, what do we think is going on with Hand? Do we think he may pivot and end up somewhere else? I think or... he'll still end up signing with the Mets. Um, just because I think the Mets will definitely just continue to try and sign him because that's another good pickup for them. It makes sense for them, especially who is who else do they sign? Taylor May, Trevor May, Trevor May, whatever. Who the Casual. hell am I thinking? Taylor Rogers Casual. is that Taylor the other Rogers, one? Yeah, something, 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 something Minnesota Twins <laughs> really or something. <laughs> something. 
Can we just talk about how the fact that the Mets are base if they do sign hand, they're just basically the Indians dumping ground for their salary this year? <laughs> they're just their Mets are then gonna sign Brantley. <laughs> it's like wait a minute. And then uh, Bauer and Oh my god. Yeah, then they'll sign right, Bauer. Let's, let's chill. Let's chill. Let's chill. Uh no. Every player the last three years that Cleveland didn't want to pay is gonna end yeah. up with this. We'll trade for Andrew Miller. Really, I, you know, I just can't get over how like, you look at the Indians, and if you're an Indians fan, like you used to see so many Indians fans on social media, just like so bummed because I saw someone pull up a stat. I think it was last seven years, I believe. Like they're like the two best records in baseball over the last however many years are the, are the Dodgers, Dodgers and, Indians. and Indians. Yeah, yeah. like it, the Indians have the been Indians damn have somehow, good. It should be such a, such a good team, like during the Terry Francona era. And at the same time, have just cried uh, poor the entire decade. We we'll just look 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 at the breadth of, of players and, and all star caliber talent that's that's gone into and out of that system. Yeah. Um, let's just say the last five years, right? I mean, obviously, Geo, they didn't know what they had with him at the time, but I mean, they they traded away Kluber, they traded away Mike Clevenger, they traded away Trevor Bauer, they just traded away Lindor and Carlos yeah. Carrasco. Like, it's bananas. You think about the amount of talent that they had, and they just let it go because they didn't want to pay him. It's like so much worse than, than I mean, we, we got on Tampa Bay for trading away uh, Blake Snell earlier this year, but I mean, that's uh, that, that was kind of pretty much par for the course for them. But the Indians do that tenfold. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it, you just, I don't I as just a don't fan, understand. all you could ask for is that your or the your or the the team you root for, the organization shows that they're trying to win. That like, yeah. hey, we're making an effort to win. That's why I was frustrating with the Yankees before today, like because it really didn't seem like they were making an effort mm-hmm. to improve. You had the a team meltdown yesterday because the Phillies signed. Who was it, Archie Bradley? And you were Archie like, well, Bradley, they're, they're doing yeah. something to improve their roster, and we're not. <laughs> but see, that, yeah, like, no, that's Archie, the point you get to, because you just want who something. Could, like, dude, who just, would have just thought the, somebody. the Phillies signing Archie Bradley would have broke Luigi? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> that's the final straw. <laughs> Archie Bradley's going to have like a .5 ERA this year. He's going to be like the best relief pitcher in baseball now. He's going to get the oh. best reliever award. But really, in, Matt. In, in Philadelphia, where we're – a good bullpen was never had ever. I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Not. No, but I, I just, I can't get over how there's so many teams like the Indians who are just basically willingly sucking. Like they're yeah. just willingly saying like, okay, we're going to suck. And look, man, you could like, it could be the Indians idea. Like, all right, we're going to suck for a few years. We're going to like get some really good prospects. We're going to get some homegrown guys and then we'll be good again in five years. Like, it's nice to think that, but you don't know, man, you could suck for the next 10, 15, 20 years. All right, like, hang on, at, Luigi. I'm going to do something that has never been heard of okay. in, for me. I'm going to make a cross-sport reference here. Ooh. Right, that's it. Okay, so my thinking is that with MLB teams that are just willingly sucking, it's so much different in the MLB because MLB uh, prospects can take so long to come up and actually contribute. They can take four or five years where you have, like in the NFL, you have – a team like the Jets could have like went um, three and thirteen this year, or two and fourteen, and the Jags went one and fifteen, and they're they have you know the top picks in the draft now, and they could have they have the chance to actually somewhat improve for next year. But a team like the Indians, even if they 
get like a one, say like the number four pick in the draft next year, that's not going to impact them at all until 2026. So yeah, the, the Indians' only prayer of of turning, I want to say turn around because they made the playoffs last year, but like if they were to go from you know under 40 million payroll, a desolate roster to being you know, in the playoff race again next yeah. year. They have to bank that players they drafted three years ago who are sitting in AAA this year exactly. are all huge contributors it's next year. It's so much different because if you're going to tank in the MLB, you have to already have players you know that are in your system that are going to help contribute in the future. You can't yeah, look just how long bank it took, on the draft. The Astros, right? They had yeah. to finish dead last or, or near the bottom of the league like eight years in a row. And then, exactly. and then still cheat to win a championship. But, I mean, yeah. I, they were good enough to probably win without cheating. Um, mm-hmm. the, it took, it took a decade at, of losing. And Severino and Sanchez to go along with the prospects that they traded for, like Frazier and Glaber. Right. Getting and Glaber and Frazier alone wouldn't have exactly. put us in the ALCS in 2017. No, that wouldn't, that wouldn't do anything. But having players to, to add them to already is what allowed the Yankees to compete in 2017. If you look at the Indians, who the Indians have maybe have one or two decent prospects, but one or two decent prospects is not going to allow them to win the AL Central in 2022 when you're competing against teams like the White Sox. And, and the it's Twins. so different because baseball is, is a team sport. Like you mentioned, the NFL, you go in and you get a, a game changing first overall pick rookie quarterback like that player alone can elevate your team by exactly. two or three wins. I mean, granted, they're not going to win. 10 games on their own. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just time like, tre- like Trevor Lawrence. If like, you look yeah. at the Bills this year, like I'm a Bills fan and I would, I can safely say, no, no. <laughs> yes, I casual. Um, if the Bills didn't have Josh Allen this year, they would not be in the playoffs. But yeah, if you replace like, Josh Allen with like a, you know, league average QB slightly below, yeah, you probably not. Yeah, you know, exactly. But. but if you were play, if the Yankees had Garrett Cole or if the Indians just threw Garrett Cole on the roster, he alone isn't going to drag them to alone, He's going title. to give them a fantastic starting pitcher who's going to give them good numbers the entire year, but he's not going to make or break their standing in the AL Central. Correct. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, that's why I wouldn't even call it tanking. That's why I'm just saying willingly sucking. Willingly Team sucking, just, yeah. Teams just willingly suck, like being like, all right, yeah, we get a few prospects, and hopefully it's like, dude, you, there's a good – in NBA and NFL, it makes sense. Exactly. Right. MLB really doesn't. <laughs> really I, I, doesn't. In of all of this, look, we talked about uh, Tampa Bay and, and they do the similar game and, and Cleveland's doing it right now as well. And yet we look at it October, they're, they're competing or playing, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the playoffs or, or, you know, at least probably think, not what, anymore. But, yeah, but 2019, <laughs> remember the, the year that the Indians traded away, Trevor Bauer and who else did they trade? They traded uh, Kluber after the season. Well, I'm saying during the year they traded away Bauer in season, and they still missed the playoffs. I think they were they missed the the second wild card by like one game, right? Yeah, like they traded their best pitcher that year. Granted, we we talked about what Bauer did once he got traded to Cincinnati in 2019. He really struggled in his first half season there, but he was one of the best pitchers in the American League, and they got rid of him and still almost made the playoffs. Like it's yeah, exactly. it's crazy that. At what point is is that well going to run dry? I think. I don't know. 20, 2019. Twenty nineteen, they won the AL Central. What the hell am I thinking? Was was it twenty eighteen that they missed the Probably playoffs by? I think it's yeah. twenty eighteen. Casual. Yeah. 
But I know there was one year recently. 2019, they, they won the Central and played the Astros, and then the Astros murdered them in the ALDS. Yep. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But they just had nothing because they traded Bauer. I just read a, a funny tweet from a Twitter page. Tanaka comeback. Kluber, LeMahieu, and Chad Green. Oh, wait, also... wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. What's up? I was right, Alex. Fuck you. What? <laughs> Cleveland absolutely did not make the playoffs in 2019. They didn't? No, remember? It, it was Houston versus the Rays, and they pushed them to five games. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. okay. Casual. casual. Real casual. I was thinking Shut I was up. 2018. I'm an idiot. Casual wars. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, but so this... Well, that'll just about wrap it up for us here tonight. Um, great episode. Great day to be a Yankees fan. Got DJ back. Corey Kluber is on the team. Feels good. Feels good. Finally, things started happening. But for Luigi, for Alex, for Andrew, this was the Bronx Bomber Battle Podcast. And we got back DJ.